We are recording. We are live on the Rugby Muscle Podcast. I'm as always TJ. I'm a strength and conditioning coach. I specialize in training and nutrition with amateur rugby players. How long have we been doing this together? How long did we first start? I know it's close to 10. I've been doing this for over 10 years on my own. And you've been doing this on your for over 10 years on your own. Are you talking about coaching? Are you talking about being on a podcast? No, uh, coaching. So, funny, I was talking to Speedy about this the other day, um, literally two days ago. And we reckon, yeah, 2014, 2015. Yeah. Almost 10 years. No, I mean, no, it must be over that, actually. Yeah, because we graduated in 2011, mate. So. Yeah. Alex, there are people on this podcast listening for the first time, potentially, who don't know who you are. Introduce yourself. Oh, so, my name's Alex. I am the assistant head coach at Kabuki Strength. Um, I work with powerlifters primarily, but now drifting into um, more military people, um, like mixed sports athletes and such like. Oh, that's cool. I always think that rugby is like the ultimate of this. And like, that's why I like coaching rugby players is because actually like when you, and we want to talk about this today is simplifying uh, the whole world of strength and condition. But I think the more broader you go, the simpler you have to go. Right. And I don't mean in a sense that broad in, is in the same sense that like you are now a very broad chap. Um, That's not what I mean. I mean, broad across the spectrum of fitness. And I yeah. think the broader you go, the, the more there is a need to simplify. Um, I think because you're going broader, I guess that's because you're not uh, specialising, right? Yeah, you've got more general qualities. So you think about it in like building up different qualities of like fitness or different like different physical qualities. That's probably the easiest way to think about it. Like mm-hmm. You just have to be good at everything rather than being like just specialist. So I, I had a, a friend and she was the... Uh, head engineer at some fancy company. It, it was like a, a startup, Google, Facebook type thing. And for each of her sub-engineers, she drew uh, like a T or an I diagram. And basically, the top of the T was all the different skills. Mm-hmm. And the I were really a specialist, but they needed to at least be rated like three or four out of ten all along the top line. Right. To be deployed. Right. And that's kind of what you're looking at. Rather than being a powerlifter who's like a ten out of ten to the strength, you're looking at being like a, a three or four or five or six out of 10 across like the whole spectrum. Yeah. And then you can always not even necessarily specialize, but you'll focus on a few of those areas to develop them. Cause that's the other thing that I think people get wrong. And we've discussed this before. I think when we did the CrossFit podcast, like yeah. you, you over the course of a few months or even like up to a year, you want to improve all of those things and you want all of those, all of those areas to go from a five or a six to like a seven or maybe even an eight. Right. But it like the higher you go on that scale, the more you do have to focus more on those things. Like, like you've seen it in studies where they take brand new lifters and you'll have them just, or not even lifters, just untrained athletes and they'll do some walking and they'll, they'll do some treadmill sprints and they'll gain muscle so, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Because they've done absolutely nothing. And so, like, that that works to begin with. But then the more you get, like, the higher level you get, the more you have to, I say specialize, but it's not specialized. It's just you have to be more specific rather than, like, that. there is a slight difference in the wording, I think. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I feel like there is. 
they're like specializing is focusing only on that. Specific is also focusing only on that. How do I? Hmm. I'd say specialize is probably task. Specific is a training. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Definitely. We'll use that one. That's right, but how um, this huh? You're trying to share your screen. We ain't on Zoom, mate. No, I'm trying to make a bigger screen. What do you mean a bigger screen? You want to zoom out on your massive head? Because your beard. Yeah. Dude, my beard makes my head like two inches bigger. Like, like longer this way. It's fucking nuts. Is this like live live? Yeah, it's on the Facebook group. I decided just to stream it just for the band. So... Anyone that is watching us live on a Facebook feed, say hi. Give us a thumbs up. Um, and we'll probably, if you have any questions, we'll answer them on the podcast. So before we get into simplification, we have, I wish, I mean, if this thing was better, it wouldn't say Facebook user. It would say who the Facebook user is. Do you want to read the question and I'll find out who the Facebook user is? Yeah, you find out, but we should be able to narrow it down. Okay, uh, so I have had the pleasure of playing with both of you. Okay. Um, what area of training... That is relative to rugby, do you feel is massively underutilized? Good work, fellas. Ah, oh, Rich Bell. Did you find out who it was? Yes, Rich Bell. Oh, nice. Yeah, sweet as. Oh, he's played with us independently. Yeah, so I played. I played league with him. Indeed, I've had the pleasure. Speaking of big heads. <laughs> <laughs> What area of training that is relative to rugby do you feel is ma- massively underutilized? Conditioning, aerobic conditioning. It's always going to be that, and it will. That's been. It took me a few years to really buy into it because most of the conditioning you do is like cool stuff. Like when you first get into conditioning, and you first think, "Oh, I'm doing rugby specific." It's like have you ever seen that meme of the? It's like the inverted U. And it starts out as like a... a oh, yeah, like the Stone Age man. Yeah. Like normal person. And then, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Stone Age man is, uh, I should probably just run and lift weights because I want to be better rugby. Then you get into like super analytical, oh, I should do Metcons, I should be doing uh, Olympic lifts, I should be doing this, and then you have, I should just get strong and just run. And like aerobic, like it took me a few years to figure out like the, the, the like non-stop, continual benefits of just getting the most robust uh elite aerobic system you can just is the gift that does not stop giving um and like it just helps improve all areas of performance and i think people don't want to hear that because it's and at all levels as well people don't want to hear it because it's because it's boring because like and also because they don't think like they they're they don't think it's enough. They think they have to do something more and they'll feel guilty about only doing that. But like I've said this story before, I think on the podcast, I've definitely written about it. I had one guy, he's 37 and he was a lock and he came to me in the spring season in the US. So which would have been March or it would have been April, I think. He came to me and he's like 37. He's like, look, next year is going to probably be my last year playing rugby is in like the next season. Um, and I, I know I need to get fitter because I'm just too unfit. Like, what would you recommend? And he's a lock. He's, I think he used to be a farmer, like well built. And I was like, look, look, you, th- you don't need to, you're, you're plenty strong enough for this level. You don't need to lift any more weights. You don't have to worry about that stuff. Especially if you can only like get to, you can't even get to the gym. You can just train once a week. 
Just go out for a low, like a low and slow aerobic run. Run three-ish miles. Maybe just start at like two miles and build up. See what you can do. So, like, don't overthink it. Just do that, and just don't don't question it. Don't run too high. Don't let your heart rate go over one forty-ish, and you're gonna feel like that's too easy. You're gonna feel like it's so easy. You feel like what's the, what's the point? Trust me. Just do this. Just do this once a week, and if and 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 see, and then we'll see where you are. Like, cause, what well, I mean, it's better than nothing anyway, right? So, well, I might as well try and do that. He came back. Uh, found out he he did that for about one or two months. He then, after like in the summer, went to two sessions a week, mostly like still one, still sometimes one, or quite often two, and he would just do a two to three, and sometimes occasionally he would extend it out to like an hour, so he could get into like four or five miles i guess maybe even six not sure six miles in an hour is actually pretty fast going that's not that's probably not that um so like i'm not saying 10k in an hour is a fast pace but it is if you're doing uh, zone two work anyway so he said um you know so he came back and he was like yeah i feel better let's see how it is he made his he, he played for the twos and like he for the first time ever was like carrying He's like, I'm a lock. I've never known how to carry. But he, because he was like aerobically fit, he was able to, like the game was just so much slower for him and he was able to actually get involved rather than so many forwards. So many players in rugby are just so knackered the whole time. They're just doing their job and just trying to like, they're just treading water. They're just trying to get their head above water. Whereas like what, like aerobic work is learning how to swim and all of a sudden this guy could swim. Week two, he makes the bench, starts carrying, does really well. Week three, Week three of the new season, this is like less than six months away from when he said, and doing one session a week of aerobic training, he scored a fucking hat trick. Like, and, and that first try of the hat trick, I think, was like his first ever first team try at 37. Like, it's ridiculous. And like, that story just goes to show the impact that actual, like, real simple aerobic work can actually get you. Because again, I've, I've, I beat this drum all the time, especially with these guys because they're my team that I coach. So I'm like, it doesn't take that much, but they want to, they want more flashy stuff because I think they're scared that this is too, is not enough. It's too easy or not even scared. It's just that's you're, you're then confronted with this is how easy it needs to be for you to do it. Go fucking do it. So aerobic work, I would say. I'm actually going to disagree with you. Right. I will point out, point out that my sport requires a zero aerobic work. But right next to me, I have a little tool for resistive breathing to train spiritual muscles and a heart rate monitor. Uh-huh. Because even though my sport requires zero aerobic and work, it's just that important to do. That I, I actually go my way to train. Um, but in terms of answering Richard's question... Um, well, how is that disagree- Sorry, how is that disagreeing with me? Because I think something is more important. Like something can be important, but something else be important. What are you saying is more? Oh, so you're going to disagree with me after? Yes. I thought that. I thought what you just said was disagreeing. With me. I was like, no, you're saying the same no, thing. No, I, with you. Um, I think the area which is underlooked or underutilized most is tactical. I think understanding the game and practicing decision making is. I I can't yeah, fair. think of the time that people have sat down uh, maybe a couple of times and gone, hey, this is the right way to make decisions. Or this is like, this is the 
process. They've started to talk about OODA loops and stuff. I think that's probably the most underutilized. Could be, yeah. Like, I, but no, I'll push back because I'm right. And I don't want to be right. No, hundred percent. That that's actually hundred percent true. Like, because I think when you're so gassed, you're not even aware that you are making a decision. You're just, you are literally just trying to, like I said, you're trying to keep your head above water. Like, be like. And that's why I do think it is the most, still most underutilized because most people, they play rugby, but they're not in good enough shape to actually play rugby. Right? right so let's, let's go down that route, right? If we're, still, we're going to say, we're going to say, okay, good decision red, bad decision green. Mm-hmm. Right? If you don't know what a good decision is, you might as well be. 100%. But I think most people are, are, are a little bit, but I don't think people can even be aware that the decision is there to be made. They're not even aware of yeah. the green option. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's not my point. That they, they, no, but I'm saying they're not aware of that option because they're so gassed. Oh, yeah. That's fine. Uh, but it's both. would agree. Like, I think we're both, you know, two... There right. can be two truths. Yeah, 100%. And let's, let's just agree that we're both correct. Both 100% yeah. correct. 1A and 1B. I, I, would, I would agree. Like... Because there's two ways to go at this. Because you you do have different areas of population. I think you've got a good, um, if you're if you've got a good decision making process in place, but you you're not aware that that process exists, like because you're so gassed, like it doesn't matter what decision making process is there. You're not thinking about it in the heat of battle. At the same time, you, you are right. You'll get a lot of people probably the same people that constantly complain about the amount of kicking in rugby because they don't understand a tactical game involved that even if they got really fit, they wouldn't be aware that these decisions exist. Uh, So again... I guess it's like the uh, Andy Good problem, right? Like he's like so good a decision maker. Yeah, yeah. That he doesn't have to be fit. 100%. Or or the or the PSP's problem or like the uh what's the who's the uh winger for England that's that Eddie Jones loved? Joe Joe Thock and the singer. You could be such an unreal athlete, right? That all of your like you don't you make terrible decisions, but because you're such a beast it doesn't really matter. <laughs> so again, yeah, it works both ways. I'm hoping this is Sam who said, even if you're capable of making a decision, breathing out of your ass clouds that process. Like, can't disagree with that, can we? Like, I think it's true. I think you're right, though, in the... And the other thing, where I was going to push back was you said that it's about, um, like, it's an underutilized tool, but I don't think it is because I think people are trying. Like, club clubs up and down England and now in the US as well, we've all got those VO cameras. Have you ever heard of these? No, man. A VO camera, it's like a, it's like a, you, you, it's like a 180 degree camera and you, you put it up on the side of the pitch and it like sort of, oh, yeah. I guess it doesn't automatically follow the ball, but AI makes it follow the ball, I guess, or something. And what, and so everyone now, like, if you think back to, if we we're talking about 2011 and 2012 when we were playing with Sam Ridgebell, right? You, my team had a camera, but it was rare. And, and even then, like, we had, and we'd have, one video session a month and that was like a decent enough level teams now at every level have cameras what like for their games right the so 
that is such a great tool to utilize your decisions and your decision making and what options are available and why decisions have been made and to improve, right? So I think that that is getting more and more utilized. The problem is probably most people get those videos and then they just watch their own highlights and they go, look how fucking awesome I am. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what people do. Like, oh, look at this. Yeah, but what about this this here where you could have passed it and then you just took it into contact and you had a three on zero outside you? I don't know. Fucking overrated. <laughs> you know what I mean? That happens all the time. Yeah, for sure. But if you if you did utilize that, I do think that's a that's definitely something that I think people should like generally being proactive is something that's underutilized and maybe that's not like I guess it is an area of training, but it's the whole training process of right of of having an idea of what you want to improve, and then trying to put a system in place to go about improving it. Like that, most people don't even do that with strength and conditioning, but that isn't limited to strength and conditioning as well. Sweet. Well, the answer to that question really is. Yeah, I know. You think that comes from like. I think we've already discussed this as well, but it's a point I always want to make is like when people go to training, they don't see it as training. They see it as a competition to get their starting jersey on the weekend more often than not. And therefore you don't put yourself in a position to, to expose yourself to things that you could improve upon. So, um, yeah, we did. We did. We nailed the shit out of that question. I wanted to talk to you because you normally, actually, I, I just like talking to you, mate. You're a nice little easy softball intro into us getting back into interviews. Um, you've recently just done the Kabuki Strength Week. Uh, Kabuki Strength Week. Kabuki Education Week. Kabuki Strength Education. Kabuki Education. The Kabuki Education Week, and you gave a. Uh, talk on uh, simplification of exercise selection in strength sports and I think that is very very poignant at the minute because I have recently gone out and said that this is the year of um, of simplification actually I think I might have even if I can check one of my old emails this is the year of simplification no, but I also sent it like a month ago. I'm not just I'm not just piggybacking off you. I'm I'm being serious. All right, this is the year of simplification because there's so much fucking noise out there that I do think simplification is is awesome and 100% necessary. Um, can we get some cliff notes on why it's so important for you, and maybe if we can begin to discuss how we can go about it. So the, there was three main reasons I wanted to talk about simplifying exercise selection. Um, one is that it's really for coaches that are rising tide lifts all boats, right? Uh-huh. So we have this idea that as like a, a team or a group, coaches can get better, and that makes everyone else around you better by by improving the quality of the coaching industry. And this isn't just strength coaches; like all coaches can get better if they can understand stuff. Um, we end up having a more positive effect on people around us and we can end up charging more money for people. Because okay? mm-hmm. I like to make a living. Okay? Uh, the second thing I want to talk about with it was, basically, I like talking about it. 
I, I spend a lot of my time thinking about it, and uh, I get to do what I like most of the time. And then finally, um, we don't just stand on the shoulders of giants. Okay, so it's quite a selfish reason that if I can educate people about exercise selection, then they get to go away and think about it and improve on what I did, and I can learn from them and yeah. improve on. So that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it. Um, can I can I go back to that first one? Yep. So uh, I've, I've spaced on what that first one was. It was right. So, are you saying that by simplifying this process, like we're not like what happens? What can tend to happen with strength and conditioning is we overcomplicate stuff, and a lot of boats get left not being risen with the tide. I know I butchered the metaphor, but you get the point, right? (laughs) I would ask, what's the most important thing to do with training or to do intra? And I'd, I'd argue that it's showing up is probably yep. probably a big thing. 100%. Yep. So, I mean, it's fundamental. If people understand something, if something is simple, if something can be kind of brought into easily, they're much more likely to show up and do it. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think that's kind of where the, the, the kind of gold is, that people, like... It doesn't need to be people left behind if they if they can buy it. Yeah. So that's kind of what I can say about that part. Um, I feel like I didn't really explain anything there, though. No, you didn't. Okay, sweet. I, I get I get like why you decided it was important to you. So I mean, you did explain that. So so what's the actual question? What did I what did I miss? So we've kind of already. I, that's why I push back on the question, right? Is is what's the purpose? Like, why is it so important that we need to simplify? Because obviously, I have my own ideas. Because I've said, twenty twenty three is a year of fucking simplifying. Um, and I think the main point is, I think all of those three, everything that you've said, ties into like what we just said at the end is getting people to do it, right? I think the biggest problem we're having at the minute, or I find that people have that get solved at the minute by my coaching, but also get solved by whatever program or whatever process you can. I think the biggest, one of the most common problems I see people is, is overwhelm because there is like, it used to be right. If, I mean, if we go back to when we first started this, we first started coaching athletes because there wasn't the information available, right? There just wasn't, you had to go to bodybuilding.com and like figure out oh how does this sort of yeah t nation and figure out oh okay what does poliquin recommend or how does this sort of apply to a rugby layer oh here's here's one per i remember like i remember watching the same all blacks video that they did of their one gym session this one time over and over again and i was like deciphering it i was like fucking oh, okay the, byron kelleher's there doing like weighted pull-ups i'm like okay weighted pull-ups is the thing that i've got to do and then there's one guy doing like a uh, like just a warm up, and I'm like totally overthinking this warm up thing. I'm like, oh, he's just doing like just a general warm up, right? Now, like, you could take four shits in a day, and you could you could have an hour and a half worth of all different, like opposing, agreeing, uh, like normal, like obvious, and then like completely random and completely unthought of and completely out of the box ideas, all sorts of information. 
as to what you could do specifically with a rugby strength and conditioning program. It's fucking mental. Or, or how you could apply getting in shape, you know? And so now yeah. the problem is that everyone is so overwhelmed that they have no idea where to start. What I was saying is, I think our job now is, it is still complicated on the back end. That's the other thing that people don't like that gets lost with this is we try and simplify it on the front end. You know, you're just doing a back squat or you're just doing a, a front squat or whatever. That does not mean that there isn't reasons as to why you're doing those things, but it also doesn't mean, and this is, this is the other reason I think people get overwhelmed and it, it's hard to make things simple is because they want a good or a bad answer. You know, front squat's bad, back squat's good. Or, you know what I mean? They want something that's the best and they're afraid that whatever they're doing is not the best rather than everything is on a spectrum of uh, specific slash useful, you know, versus uh, general and like wasting of your time. Everything's on that spectrum and there's and there's different plots and different areas that, for different people. And so when they don't ever find a, this is the best answer to do, or this is the best thing to do, uh, type answer, they struggle to, to understand that. But, but then that's where things get complicated and they get overwhelmed. And then they get more, they think they keep searching because they want the best answer, but there is no the best answer. There's just, let's, let's give this a fucking go and see where it goes. Yeah. I mean, you touched on earlier, mate, but duality of truth. Right, both people can be right at the same time. Yeah, mate, we are doing all the callbacks in this episode. Proud of us. Um, Yes. So so you 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 touched something which is kind of interesting, where you're saying um, people want simplification, but they 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 don't want to make decisions, or they don't want they don't understand Mm. the process. So I actually defined simplification as a reduction of a number of steps in the decision making process. Nice. Yeah. And then I went, I went down. I was like, okay, well, simplification done well is reducing the number of steps in the decision making process without losing any of the accuracy. And that's really what you're looking for. Yeah. You're looking to make the least choices you can without fucking up. Yeah. So, for example, when, you talk, when you're talking about the, the, a squat to build strength for, for rugby, like, what, what actually are you trying to do? Like, what's the most simple way of thinking about it? It's like, hey, you're bending your knees and bending your hips. Mm-hmm. So that's like your big criteria to fulfill, kind of. I'm not going to talk about force vectors here because it's just... Yeah, there's, there's lots of other things. Yeah, you could contribute different starting yeah. points that would lead to a squat. Yeah, well, we wouldn't even worry about that. Like, okay, well, are you doing the same kind of movement pattern, right? Yeah. So the joint is the same. Sweet. Now, how heavy do you actually have to move, lift and rub with? Mm. Not, not that heavy, no. Like the most, the absolute most, lifting wise, is 160 kilos, right? That would be the absolute. Most. That you that would be the, like the minimum effective criteria to get to max out I'm your potential. Actual, I'm saying the actual most you have to actually lift. I'm not saying like the most force. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, okay, yeah. You know, bigger than 160 kilos. Who the fuck is lifting 160 kilos? Yeah, you wouldn't have to lift that much, mate. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, yeah. Yeah, so the load potential on, on any exercise you select doesn't even be that, that high. No. So now you basically get to pick any squat variation you like. As long as it fulfills the criteria that you're bending your knees and your hips and it's relatively, like, heavy-ish. And it's challenging. 
Yeah. Yeah. And th- like that basically where it gets to as long as you're fulfilling criteria which are important to sport. Well that's the that's the thing, right? It comes back to and I have I have given a little bit of a rant on this same thing with the, the people wanting the yes or no or the good or bad answers is that people are putting in the wrong criteria. They're, they're already coming at this question as a I need to back squat, right? Like that's not that, that that's that's the criteria. No, that's not how it works. Like you, they're coming at it from the the wrong. Rather than looking at the outcomes they they want, they're looking at I need to gym. What's wrong with this program? And that's fine because that's that's a simple that's but so that's where they've simplified it as best they can. But then they've they've lost the accuracy in that process. You know what I mean? They've they've then taken the act. They've taken the. Yeah accuracy and gone to powerlifting they've gone to five three one or they or a lot of people go to crossfit you know which is like it's okay and it's simple and so they'll again they'll people will get for, for good results like decent results with that stuff because because they're actually going to do it you know as opposed to going in and figuring out what they're going to do each time that's no one ever no i don't think anyone really has ever got good results doing that um no, I don't think so. Yeah, like, you're like, this idea of precision versus accuracy versus, like, you, are you shotgun? You must have shotgun. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, you know, when you're shooting a target, like, you can be precise but not accurate. Like, if your yeah. grouping's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh-huh. But you never got one in the middle zone, but you got them all. Yeah. You, you hit the paper on all of them. Yeah. So, so that's kind of what they're doing. They're kind of. Like, yeah, they're doing something really well, mm-hmm. but it's not what they want to be doing. Like, it just, it just doesn't play it. Yeah, they're doing it good enough. Exactly. And so what they're missing is some real e- simple enough tweaks that they've shown the consistency that if they did that simple tweak, that could be a game changer. Like, that turns into being decently accurate at close range to headshot, 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 boom, Jack Reacher style. We gonna say good target shooting. How jacked is that man? Huh? How jacked is that man? Oh, the 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 Amazon Reacher. What's his? Yeah, man. Um, he he I, says his prayers remember. fucking well, man. I just remember from Blue Mountain State, which if you haven't seen, definitely uh-huh. shoot you. You really like it. No, I've seen Blue yeah, Mountain that, State. Yeah, that's what I think about when I see it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know the oil change scene? I had to explain to, to Kitty what an oil change was the other day. In, 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 um, oh yeah, yeah, in Blue Mountain State. Mate, yeah. let's not go down this rabbit hole of Blue Mountain State. I completely um, forgot yeah. that Jack Reacher was that fella. I was thinking about Jack Reacher as, uh, you know, Jack Reacher was based on a rugby player. No, I didn't. I think, I think it might have even been Lawrence Delalio. Like, cause Lee Child is Welsh and it was like the tall, Blonde, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Lawrence Delaria. He got better looking, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. People thought Lawrence Delaria back in the day was a stud, so I mean, who am I to argue? It's not, not really my area specialty. Oh, what? I don't know. I don't know what you're saying by that, mate. Actually, you call me stupid, so go fuck I'm yourself. Oh, sweet, later. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the podcast. What the hell are we talking about? We were talking about specificity and simplification. Right. Uh, but we, we kind of covered it when we say, like, they understand what the 
the end result you want is. And the more specific you could be with that, the better. I also think the more specific you can be with that, the better it helps with the consistency as well. Like a plan is good enough if, like it's good enough to paper over some cracks to keep you because then you're just focused on the improvement process. But if you're so, if you if you've got a real good idea of exactly what you want, you're more aligned with that improvement process. And therefore, you're more emotionally attached to it, and therefore, you're more likely gonna like stick with it, even when you don't get that immediate reward of results over the first few weeks. Like, if you could just stick at the process for uh, like a long enough time without needing the the uh, gratification of a result uh, every, however, you know few weeks to like if you never even never ever needed that imagine how well you could focus on something but we're all emotional beings and that's what we want to do you know yeah let me max out my deadlift every couple of weeks <laughs> you should know better than that but like i do think that's really really important and and that helps you like i've thought about that as well with myself is that like i think this is the cool thing about one of the cool areas of rugby strength and conditioning where we can bring that back to like what you were talking about with military personnel and being good across the spectrum is that in a way, like it's quite cool on in rugby that you get to choose the different areas of how like you want to improve as a player and then work at those because that feels cool when you, like you're, I'm a, you're a lot more aligned to training like that in the gym to feeling like you, like it's just more fun. Um, in the moment and long term, because you're like, I don't know, you're probably not listening to this if you're really interested in like bodybuilding for bodybuilding's sake. Like, there are so many other podcasts you're going to be listening to where like people just nerd about that stuff. Like, but for me, I know that never worked really for me. Like, I remember trying to train. Like, and I, and I remember once when I first retired from from before I was a as a grappling champion. <laughs> I first retired from rugby and I was like trying to figure out like how to stay motivated in the gym because all of a sudden I was like, what the fuck is the point of this? And especially after I like got really lean, then I was like, all right, now what the fuck do I do? Because I ain't really going to gain that much muscle anymore, um, which I was also kind of wrong about, but I just wasn't in the, like definitely just not motivated to, to wait for that process. I remember I, when I, it was either when I interviewed Brett Contreras for the podcast or it was before or after. And I, I said like, like how do you say like because he doesn't compete in anything or anything but he's he's absolutely yoked yoked uh to the fucking roof and he is strong as well like i was like so how do you do it and he's like i just set myself a few lifts that i want to improve upon for a few months and and that's it and i go about that process and i'm and i tried that and i was like nah this is boring i'm like i'm so old, like as soon as it gets tough i'm like i'm out of this this is this is, this is oh, not really? cool no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so basically i just same lift until I get bored of it. Yeah, I, I get bored of it in three weeks. Like, but that's the cool thing about rugby strength and conditioning, and and probably like being quite broad on this spectrum is that you get to take the easy gains everywhere they come, and they and usually like it's it's just never that hard to continually keep improving. You know, like your first year of doing zone two work. Oh my fucking good god! Like you make unbelievable pro- progress you know and then you you go into some or during that phase even you can go into like zone five or or even like atp uh like all out power work right and all of a sudden again 
like uh, a lactic threshold stuff, you, all of a sudden you just m- make massive improvements in your game. Um, then you like it, it's ridiculous, and then you do lactate stuff, and that, and that that makes small improvement, and it's also kind of fun because you you it's now easier than it was before, and you can enjoy pushing yourself harder in a weird way. But as soon as it gets really hard and you're not making any progress anymore, well, you've plateaued. Pull up, pull, pull out, and and do something else. For real, I think um, that idea of you have so much improvement to gain from your initial zone two work is fucking massive. Like, do my so I started doing zone two work before before we went to Spain, so last summer or summer just mm-hmm. And my zone two work, I was literally walking, and I stopped. I just stopped. Like, you had to stop walking. For real, to stop. Hilarious. I mean, I was walking up like hill, like big. Like, you're also really unfit. That's the point you, you're trying to yeah, emphasize yeah. here. Yeah, it's super unfit. Super unfit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now, like now, like I'll swim. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll swim like half an hour, like nonstop. Swimming's rough for zone two. You must be a good swimmer. I, I used to swim nationally. Oh, okay. For Guernsey, uh, that's not nationally. Guernsey's not a nation. Uh, national rank competitions. Oh, okay. In UK. All right. Yeah. I used to so, be a county yeah. swimmer as well. Oh no, East County, East Hearts. We had a lot of rugby players used to be swimmers. I've never, I've never made that connection. Really? Yeah, I know, I know plenty of rugby players that can't swim. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm just wrong then. Maybe I'm just basing it just off me. <laughs> a real n equals one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, dude, there's so much to get in zone two work. People just. Yeah, like, and it's it's that's been hammered home to me ever since the the uh, Alex Viada pod I did a couple of years back now. Like, it is a free lunch as well. It's just time. It is just time. But other than that, like, I have people do zone two work the day before a game, day after a game, like whenever they can get it in. It's it's and like the biggest issue I have with zone two work is. It's well, actually two issues. Number one, it's too simple, right? People like, what do you mean I'm just doing this? Like, what? And it takes a while to get the buy-in. Once you get the buy-in, it's like, that's great. The other problem is, yeah, it's just quite time-consuming. Like, Yeah, it does add up. But I know, like, I have guys, one guy is trying to break a world record bench press. And he, three days out of the week, he's doing either tempo work yeah because i mean also that stuff it like i know this is this is not what we were supposed to be talking about but like this is the aerobic work also like it helps you train more right so that's that's the purpose that you're doing it for it's not just it is so it might it helps you play so much better but also like it helps with all of your training and that's a big reason, like to 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 add it in because you could do, and I've done this a lot of times. I'll start, and we can talk about this because this kind of shows a simplicity on the front end, but on the back end, people don't think about this. Is say if someone has two, has four days of of training available, uh, it doesn't matter if they're in season or off season, really. I'll more often than not just do two sessions of lifting. And two sessions of conditioning, and and that condition will be one cue like steady state and one tempo work. And because most people have already been doing four sessions in the gym, 
of like powerlifting style stuff to try and eke out whatever they can on their squat, even though their squat's just not efficient and that's not necessary anyway, or bodybuilding split or whatever it is. And that's not like a slight on these people because they just don't know, right? And because they think that that is the, like, that that's the part that they need to complicate. Well, actually, the complicated part is introducing that zone two work so that they can get fitter and then be able to do like to number one, play better on the pitch, but also train better, um, recover better, all that good stuff that like, and that's so easy to, to, to reap the benefits of and so easy to do. And then in the two sessions a week, all of a sudden, because there's like much more focused and you're not doing, you know, you're not chipping away at your discipline and you're recovering better because you're only doing two sessions. All of a sudden, they make so much more progress in those two sessions as well. Like, on the front end, you're thinking, what, I'm only lifting two days a week and I'm only doing this real obvious, like, basic aerobic work. This this doesn't seem like like this is the, the solution for me as a rugby player. In actual fact, like, because it seems so simple, in actual fact, it actually is 100% the solution because of the complications on the back end because... Like this is how you need to get your heart more efficient. And this is how actually you need to lift a little bit more specifically to what you need to do. And actually if just doing these things right is going to give you much more gains than doing seven different things kind of right. Yeah, for real. I mean, if we take it back to that simplicity idea of reducing decision-making, we can basically go find out what's going to be the lowest hanging fruit to that, which 90% of the time is going to be the aerobic work. Uh, well, it's 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 one or the other. So I also have people. Actually, no. Even then, a lot of people come in that are. I was going to say aerobically efficient, but that's not true. They're just not. They're just. They just do a lot of conditioning. But even then, most of that conditioning is uh, lactic stuff, like it's anaerobic intervals or some sort of sprint interval. So then, even then, doing the aerobic stuff because they've got they've still got a decent work capacity because of that and decent. Not even work capacity as opposed to just like mental uh yeah, 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 but not even suffer right it's just ability to i guess it's suffering boredom of you know for lack of anything else um and they are afraid to lift heavy enough and they're afraid to like pack on the weight as far as like eating calories and stuff because they they want to stay lean and they're worried that um like putting on weight is going to make them less fit and they're also because people often associate being fit with losing weight which is again another misnomer right but they either come from that end they come from that end of the spectrum where the low-hanging fruit is actually hey let's just get you on three thousand calories and have you eating properly and fueling yourself for this amount of like this work that you're doing or let's get some decent enough volume in so that you can actually gain some muscle and gain some real strength there because that all of a sudden can make everything else easier. Um, like same uh, team, I could have another example of a guy that is was, you know, he was a bit of a feeble nine or a 10. He's now been playing uh, in the centers and has been smashing it and been leading defense as opposed to like, because he's always had that low hanging fruit of pushing himself hard enough in the weight room. But now all of a sudden everything becomes easier. And again, you're probably right though in that that zone two is still the low hanging fruit that most people just ignore because they don't want that. Like they, they don't want it to be that simple. Well, like you said, it's, it's just fucking boring. Yeah. 
Right. I mean, how many, like, are you Netflix? Do you do it? Do you podcast? Do you do uh, uh, yeah, I, I'll usually, I'll find something in, like, sometimes I'll watch rugby. Um, sometimes I'll watch jujitsu videos. Uh, and then sometimes I'll watch, like, educational videos. Um, the educational videos, more often than not, I don't know, this is when I'm doing it on the elliptical only, which is actually not is a lot more rare. I usually just go out and run. Um, and it's my time to listen to just to some, like, I'll either do one of two things. I'll either, one, just go without headphones or anything, and I'll just run and I'll use it sort of like med- as a meditative type session, which first five minutes I really don't want to do. And like, which shows to me that I need to do it in a way. Like, or even not first five minutes, like, because I'll usually do it first thing in the morning. Um, I'll spend the longest time just faffing around. Like, I'll make a coffee and it takes me half an hour to make that coffee just because I'm like, oh, fuck, I've got to go out. And then I always regret it because it's like much later in the day by the time I do get out and I'm like, ah, should have gone out. But anyway, it's doing that. Like, always at least 10 minutes in, I feel great. I'm like, yes, this is great. I feel so much better. Um, or I'll listen just to some nonsense podcast or entertainment podcast. Yeah, meditate. But that's even worse, though, than like, well, not worse, but that's even more boring. Like, well, because you don't have the, like, when you're out running, I like, I can't run at the gym. I'll ne- if I go to, the, if I'm doing zone two at the gym, it has to be an elliptical because I can't run and watch Netflix or watch something on the, the screen. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking around, right? Because I like, so the water is like 10, 15 meters deep. No, 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 sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, when you're when you're swimming, it's different. Yeah, okay, yeah, but you're looking but, around when you swim. Yeah, I wasn't walking or running on the cliffs, so it's like it's in nature anyway. Yeah, that's that's cool. I, I, no, my swimming's still always been sprints or nothing. I'm I'm not a big fan of swimming because I think well, unless you've got the skill level you have, it's different. Like if you've got the skill level you have, great. But a lot of people will say, oh, you know, I want to go do some swimming. I'm like, yeah, but that's just like your heart rate just bumps up too, way too high. And then, you know, you're kind of screwed. Yeah, it, took, it took a long, like, a lot of the summer to learn to not try so hard. Yeah, I am tracking. I know exactly. I like, I don't know exactly, but I know, I know close enough what 40 grams of protein per meal looks like. And I'm, I'm yeah. never like, you know, there are people that eat and they don't think about protein most people don't have the time to do that yeah well i do you do yeah yeah no i'm not saying you don't i'm not saying you're like that's cool and i live like i don't know i can throw a ball to the beach oh yeah yes like 10 meters that way so sweet wait are you swimming in a wetsuit then no is it cold yep how many calories do you eat in a day then if you're doing this stuff because you're still how often are you swimming? Probably three times a week right now. And how long are those sessions? Oh, like an hour, maybe. But some of it, I'm not swimming the entire time. Okay. Because, like, the, the is, the, is the calorie burning swimming pretty uh, comparable to running? Because I'm assuming, like, because running you've got... Uh? Yeah, the thermal effect. Of the That's what I was going to say. But you, you don't have the... the effect of carrying your body weight like you do with running you know like running is running burns a shit ton of calories because you're, you're you're pounding your body weight on the on the ground essentially right um swimming you're not like i've never for fat loss as well i've never encouraged swimming in your in a freezing 
pool, I mean, in a freezing sea, it could work. That's why I'm, that's why I was thinking about it. It's just an interesting. No, I know you don't, but I'm, it's just interesting. It's popped up, but no, I've never liked swimming for for weight because again, you're not weight bearing, so you get the thermic effect. Like, because obviously, everyone's heard that. I think that's been since been debunked. But that thing about Michael Phelps having his like million oh, okay. uh, egg baps every day or something, yeah. like egg sandwiches, uh, like, but that, there is a there, that is a big thing. But also, you ain't getting through the amount of work that fucking Michael Phelps is getting through on a daily basis. <laughs> it's funny that before this podcast, I ate pasta for two. That makes sense. Oh, so did I. After, and then that's my routine. I actually did that exact same thing as well. You know what I've recently been doing for food? This is this is way off topic, but we're, we're right. we, we've we've nailed the simplicity part, right? Actually, this this leans into the simplicity. To simplify my nutrition, right? We've been doing um, like a Sunday cook up, and we've just been making like lunches and dinners for the weeks, just because we 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 work. Like we're trying to do sometimes do two sessions a day because we've got jujitsu in the evening, um, and jujitsu doesn't finish till like eight thirty ish, like nine o'clock, and we want to go to bed like yeah, so we want dinner to be ready like just for us to just get get in, heat it up, and and then like we like we don't have to mess around doing that, um, and then the same thing for lunch like because we we've been going to the gym around lunchtime, if we do gym or if we. Uh, or if we do a lunchtime BJJ session, or if we're just working, like it's still just there and it's prepped. But what I've been doing recently is I'm having this exact same lunch. Uh, I have an exact same thing for breakfast, lunch, and then my pre-training meal is all the exact same. Yeah, and it just, that. and it just like the mental bandwidth that's been saving me is like ridiculous because I don't have to think about it. Like, yeah, it's fatigue is a thing, man, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like same thing for um, like training as well, right? It's, I guess it's the same thing, right? Rather than think about what you got to do, it's a bit different because the nutrition side of things can be a lot more simpler. But for a lot of people, it's not, right? For a lot of people, it's like that's where tracking their calories using my fitness pal comes in, and I think actually it's overwhelming at the beginning, but it can't, but reality is that is also simplifying stuff because it's turning everything into protein carbs and fats which people and again that's probably the the least decisions but the most accurate but the most what did you say whilst keeping not the accuracy what did you say you got to keep the uh, resolutions usually what i say uh, by keeping the resolution by keeping the like making sure that you're get your um being specific with what you want Right, that you're going to be as specific as you can if you're doing uh, protein, carbs, and fat. For the most part, there are ways that people will fuck that up, but normally, like you learn from that pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's fair to say. I mean, uh, anything where you make less decisions, simpler. Yeah, and I think, but then there might be stages where you have to make more decisions before, like when it comes to nutrition. Right, like so, you don't count your calories or even track it or whatsoever. Like, but you have done previously at some point to the point where you're now you're now at least aware of the base level of stuff that then you now don't have to make less decisions because of your education previously. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I I know what it looks like 
to get enough protein in, for example. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, like what ball egg that is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I always think that. Like even when, like when I go through periods where I'm not tracking. Yeah, no, I can see that. There are people that eat and don't think about carbs. The people that don't know what a carb. My, there are. My dad doesn't know what carb carbs are. No, he doesn't. He's like, what does that mean? I'm like, what do you mean? What does that mean? Is a fruit a carb? Like, so what? But I thought fruit was healthy. Like what? People genuinely, people don't know. Like, so you know what I mean? And I guess, like, again, that's simplicity on the up. Do you see me me just slide there? I think this means this is time to end this podcast, mate. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is there any final final things you want to say about uh, simplifying strength and conditioning that you Um, might have brought up on your on your talk, but we have not discussed? Um. The simplest way, or the easiest way to simplify your training, and easy and simple aren't the same, um, is just to get a coach. Just outsource every single decision. Yeah, 100%. Like, in, in, not just in training, right? To so simplify anything. Anything that you want to do, getting a coach is like a superpower. Oh, yeah. And I, I think we probably say every single podcast as well. But... It just is like modeling behavior and like modeling what you do on, on someone who's already done it. It's made by some Well, it just it frames the decisions better that you have to make, and it also eliminates the decisions that you thought were important that are not important. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, most people think nothing is that important. There's not a lot of things which is super. But again, that's 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 that, that's like a real simplification. The amount of times I've had clients and members message me with like oh what do you think i should be doing for recovery and i'm like no you know you don't need to do anything for recovery like you're fine or mobility the amount of people i've turned off of mobility work like it's just a waste of time like what are you doing like what do you what are you trying to achieve with this mobility that is not being achieved through the weight training and the actual movement training everything that we've been doing most people can't really answer that they want to be more flexible for what reason you know like and then all of a sudden Here's this whole thing that you thought was a thing that you had to do and you were figuring out like how to do that perfect. All of a sudden that's just off the table. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. Or like over analyzing your lifts. I was talking to Steffi Coven the other day, uh, a couple of days ago. And she was like, Yeah, good enough. And like she's got a like, five and a half times body weight deadlift. Jesus Christ. If, if she says like it can be good enough, then like it's probably good enough for everyone listening to this. But again, that's probably it's the same sort of way that people, rather than just saying, oh, fuck, I've got to go out and I've got to do lots of slow running to get fit rather than do this. It's the same thing. Oh, fuck, I've just got to keep lifting for another three months to get stronger. Like, no, I want this one tweak in my thing that's going to make everything easier. The other thing with tweaks and, and adjusting a lot of form adjustments more often than not like they make you weaker in the beginning like they're because they're addressing weaknesses and like like movement variability is a good thing but movement variability when performance is like the, the key is, yeah. is often like yeah like pretty pretty negative in the short term yeah and also it's like making an, an adjustment to your lift to lift heavier 
doesn't make you that's not making you stronger like that's just that just meant that the, the, the number on the bar is higher like you haven't got stronger by making this adjustment <laughs> Uh no. Yep. Yeah. Uh it is in in how long is a powerlifting meet? Well, they can be long. All right. Maybe. Okay, but if we take a snapshot of your performance, it would be a total of less than two less than a minute, right? If you did if you just combined the three lifts the three attempts, oh, all nine lifts. Could be maximally nine minutes. No, but no one's lifting for nine. No, I mean like the actual time from the beginning of the lift to the end of the lift. All right, let's say even a maximum of nine minutes. All right, yeah. that's how long the the number on the bar matters. Right. Other than that, it don't matter. Yeah, and for bragging rights. Oh uh, yeah, shit. That's really important. And all the and and for girls to like be like for guys, girls are really impressed. No, they're not. Yeah. Guys, only guys are impressed. And actually, for girls, guys are actually impressed, definitely impressed by girls lifting heavy. That's that's actually true. And girls are as well. Girls are really impressed by other girls lifting heavy. Yeah, do like... Do guys are impressed... But, but girls aren't impressed by any guys lifting heavy, ever. No, it's expected. You don't... <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. You're not strong. Anyway... We should probably wrap up. Yes. All right, mate. Uh, do you want people to find you and stuff? Yeah, you'll find me. All right. You can go to kabukistrength.com. They can go on my Instagram, which is Coach Alex Kabuki. Are there underscores uh, in that, or is that all one word? There's probably underscores in there somewhere. <clears throat> cool. All right, rugby-muscle.com for all programming and coaching. I would appreciate some comments in the YouTube if you have any questions for next time, I'm going to get Alex will come back on. You want to come back on once a month or something like that. A little, maybe, maybe less, maybe more. We'll see. Actually, definitely not more. I'm not going to do you more once a month. Um, let us know in the comments below if you have any questions um, or just bump up the algorithm by putting a comment in there and give us some reviews. We've, we've been doing this podcast now for quite a bit and you can see the improvements that we've made. Look how, look how good. This is the first time Alex has been on the podcast and he's been audible properly. Like, I'm so chuffed. You're still echoey, mate. I don't know why. Why is that? Have you got it on the... Oh, wait, oh, mate. Oh, you got to hold it closer to you. You sound so much better. Oh, no, I just turned the echo down. No, but you... Hold, when you hold it close to your mouth, like, it's much better. I, I would do... Like, mine's here off to the side, but it's high. I have to stand it up. It makes a huge oh, difference. I'll, I'll put it here, then. Yeah. Is that better? Oh, yes. I mean, if that doesn't deserve a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I don't know what does. Those reviews really do help. I know it seems like it's an insignificant thing, and it's like, ah, I've listened to a few, but no, give those reviews. They really do help. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Cheerio.